and he was falling deep and easy into sleep. Chapter 1 Stay with us for dinner, Tobias, Mrs Hansard urged, standing with me at the open front door as the three of us watched the rain team down. You will be drenched before you reach the stable, let alone the rectory. As for Titus, ask him whether he would prefer the dry of our stable or a trudge to his own, and I think we would have a plain answer. It was ever hard to resist Mrs Hansard's pleadings, especially when they were backed by her new husband's laughter. Mrs Trent will hardly expect you. Dr Hansard said, reasonably, adding with a twinkle in his eye, and you would have to rub down Titus yourself in the absence of Jem. My groom had been summoned back to Derbyshire to a relative's sickbed. But Hansard was suddenly serious as a fork of lightning rent the sky, accompanied by a crack of thunder that seemed to shake the house. Indeed, Tobias, it is not sensible to risk your neck in this. A gust of wind drove rain under the handsome porch and into the house. Mrs Hansard ended the argument by closing the door. We have been away such an age that we know nothing of the doings of our neighbours, and it would be an act of charity to stay. More like an impetuous child than a lady in her middle years, she leant against the door just in case her urgings were in vain. My dear friend Dr Edmund Hansard and his new wife Maria had returned to the village of Morton St Jude only that day from their bridal tour of the Romantic Lakes. I had come intending merely to present my compliments and to wish them well for their future, but yet another thunderstorm had blown up from nowhere, it seemed, trapping me here at Langley Park. Not that I was anything other than a most willing victim, but I was acutely conscious that I made a third in their party at a time when they might well have preferred my room to my company. Although they were both in their middle years, they were smelt as much of April and May as if they were half their age. I confess my protest was weak. But you must be at sixes and sevens. We have nothing to do, Edmund declared. You forget that when Maria left her employ at the Priory, she was able to bring with her the poor girl being trained up as her late ladyship's Abigail. She and the ever-redoubtable Turner, who, as you know, would out-valet any valet in the kingdom, compete as to who can be the more efficient. And our new cook, Mrs Ben, is eager to prove herself in the kitchen. I verily believe that as a former housekeeper, Mrs Hansard would have rolled up her sleeves and taken charge of the cooking herself had not Edmund insisted that, after a lifetime devoted to others' welfare, it was her turn to be waited on. I rather thought, however, that in the absence of culinary demands, Mrs Hansard would devote herself to improving Edmund's life in other ways, some of which he would not even be aware of. "'And we have two other new servants from the Priory, Tobias,' Mrs Hansard continued. Burns is a young man who wants desperately to be our butler, though he is, of course, a man of all work, and Kate, whose mother is delighted to keep her in the district. So many of the others, you know, have had to seek work far afield. Even Warwick and Leamington seem like the ends of the earth if you rely on your feet to get you there, she added with a sigh. It's a sad thing when a great house has to be shut up with no master and mistress, Dr Hansard observed. 
When Lord Ellum had died, the title and the estate had passed to a distant cousin, far too content with his life in Sussex to do anything more than take the revenues from the land. He wanted no improvements, no investments, no new cottages for his workers, and no new parson, though the gift of my living was in his hands. As for the priory itself, the shutters and doors were barred. It might never be lived in again. But there is good news, I told them. Then let us hear it in the drawing room, Mrs Hansard declared. We cannot be standing all day here in the hall. Go in, gentlemen, and I will bring some wine. Hansard shook his head. Come in, Maria, and I will ring for some wine. He took her hand and kissed it, before leading her ceremoniously through the door. Mrs Hansard blushed, though with pleasure or embarrassment I could not say. As we sat down, I said, Yes, though the priory is empty, at last Morton's...